0: Welcome to the Ministry Bits audio podcast, episode 0001, recorded January 23rd, 2014. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. I am your host, Chad Landman, and this is the Ministry Bits podcast, and um, you... You may be scratching your head listening to this, going, "Didn't this guy have a like a video series or like a youth ministry bits or something like that?" Yeah, yeah, that was me, and and, and you probably didn't hear about it. But in the case that you did, I did a series of videos called Youth Ministry Bits, and video is is kind of hard to do. Uh, just you know. Uh, just It's just hard to do, it's hard to edit, it's hard to capture, it's hard to uh, uh, distribute sometimes. So it's become more and more easy, uh, more and more easy, easier, uh, over the past uh, few years, but you know, it's it's still hard to do, and most of the time, it's, uh, it's very time consuming. It's a lot, it takes a couple of hours uh, to edit a video down uh, to, you know, acceptable levels to get it to distribute it and people to watch it, and videos were really, really helpful, I'm sure. But um, I just don't have time to do that. What I do have time to do is um, get my ideas out on audio. And uh, you can listen to this in the car. You can't watch a video in the car. You can't necessarily watch a video at your desk. Um, And you can't watch a video while you're walking or jogging or exercising or whatever it is you can do, cleaning the house. I know a lot of people that listen to podcasts while they clean the house. That's, That's pretty neat. But um, I, needed, I want an outlet for my creativity. I want an outlet for uh, all this tech nonsense, uh, or at least what I think is nonsense sometimes. All this stuff just rattling around in my head. And on top of that, there's tons of people, tons of youth ministers. I guess I, guess I get uh, three or four calls a week. Um, from people, hey, how do you do this, man? Or how, what would you recommend for this? Or or how would you do? And you know, I, I just really think that the, the this information doesn't need to be contained in my, my noggin. It needs to be out there. It needs to be um, distributed to you for free on your phone and on your tablet and all these other different things. So... Um, Let's talk about the relaunch here of Ministry Bits. You know, I dropped the youth, and I didn't drop the youth because I'm a preacher now or anything like that. You know, I didn't, I didn't go to the dark side. I'm not a, I'm not a preacher now. I'm not a full-time preacher. I've been a full-time youth minister for the past six or eight years, and um, I intend to still be a full-time youth minister for the next six or eight years. And I'm not uh, quitting on youth ministry or anything like that. I just wanted to uh, trim down the title of the podcast for one and to uh, kind of broaden the scope a little bit. I wanted to uh, give some spotlight into general ministry things, not just youth ministry, but general ministry things, ministry tools, uh, ministry things that we can work with and use to make us more effective. Uh, that's really what it's all about, is is really making us more effective ministers, whether that's a, being a youth minister, a family minister, an involvement minister, an education minister, a pulpit minister... Whatever kind of minister that you are Uh, And even if you're not a minister If you're a church uh, member If you're a church deacon, a church elder uh, This podcast is for you as well So I'm going to talk about primarily ministry tools And ministry things that we can use To preach, to teach To use technology effectively in our ministries For the most important thing glory, um, The glory for God's kingdom That's all it's about It's about glorifying uh, God's kingdom We're going to have a lot of stuff on this. I'm going to keep this podcast down to 30 minutes. Uh, I'm I'm going to be pretty firm on that, unless we have a guest and unless we're having just a phenomenal conversation with that guest, and we will have guests, Uh, I'm going to be asking a lot of different people here in the next few weeks if they'd like to be on the show here, but I'm, I'm going to be pretty firm on 30 minutes because I know that your time is valuable and I know I need to be concise and I don't need to be blabbing about stuff and going on and on and on about stuff. I'm going to have an outline. I'm going to have show notes for every single episode. Uh, I'm going to make sure that those show notes are posted. By the way, you can catch those show notes, and I'll tell you this in just a little bit. You can catch those show notes on my website. I'll tell you the address here in just a second. I hope to have this every Tuesday. I hope to record on Monday, edit on Monday, and post on Tuesday. I hope to have this on iTunes as soon as possible. Sometimes iTunes is kind of um, uh, slow on approving podcasts. But I'm going to try to follow up and try to get my podcast in iTunes as soon as possible. And uh, you can also go to my website and check that out. I might even... um, Okay, well, what what are we going to talk about on this show? Um, I want to have some guests. I want to talk about tech. I want to talk about gadgets. I want to talk about apps, computers, uh, church presentation software, all sorts of different things, preaching, teaching, uh, even some stuff like movies and book reviews. Uh, I'd love to talk about movies and book reviews, not necessarily to do with tech, Uh, But to talk about some movies and book reviews, Um, there's going to be those movies that uh, that youth ministers are going to be taking their kids to see. Uh, Maybe the Lego movie, maybe that new Noah movie with uh, a bald um, and bearded uh, Russell Crowe. That's going to be pretty beast. Right. And, And it may not be accurate. It may not be you know biblically sound but it's it'll be entertaining that's for sure so you know that's something we could talk about and talk about the different aspects of that that's media that's technology that's using these different things we can talk about that so i can't wait to talk about some of these things and especially get some interesting guests in here ministers youth ministers uh different uh types of people in here and talk about different types of things um Hopefully, like I said, you'll be able to find this on iTunes soon. You might even be able to find it by the time this show goes live. So the, by the time the show goes live next week, we're recording the uh, this on the 23rd of January in 2014. Uh, maybe it will be on iTunes by then. I don't know. I don't know how fast iTunes has gotten. But you can find whatever you want to find as far as the blog goes and as far as the, uh, the Ministry Bits uh, podcast and where we're going to post the audio. Uh, in addition to iTunes, you can find that at my website chadl.co/slash/mb. That's Chad C H A D L. dot co. co/slash/m, as in mother, and b as in brother. Okay, so m b. Very simple. chadl.co/slash/m p m b. Excuse me. I'm even gonna get that wrong, but it's it's so simple that I can get it wrong. Okay. So what did I want to talk? I didn't want to just do like an intro podcast. I didn't want to just do come in here and say, this is what the podcast is going to be about. And I, I wanted to do, I wanted to actually do some content. Um, I have wrote three, uh, maybe three or four articles on the iPad mini on my blog. Uh, you can check out all my articles there at chattel.co. Uh I usually write one to two a week. I don't tend to overload it. And I tend to just probably do one or two a week. I've had some tech resolution posts sort of up Earlier this year. But um, I have found that the stuff that gets the most hits and the people that want to know the most about information, um, they want to know about the iPad mini. And the readers that I have, uh, on average per week, my iPad mini posts get 75 to 100 views uh, just for for per week. And I haven't – it's been – uh, months since I wrote some of those. So I wrote another one called the iPad mini, the ultimate preaching and teaching tool. And that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today. And I believe that, and this is kind of the, the the title that I'm going with this for the show is the iPad mini to me is the ultimate writing and presenting machine, the retina iPad mini, not the regular iPad mini. And I'll explain why here in just a few minutes, but the retina iPad mini. Let me preface all this by saying that the resale value for Apple devices is is really, really good. Uh, if you buy an Apple device, like an iPhone, an iPad, even a MacBook, um, if you buy one of those and you keep it in really good condition, then you're going to be able to resell that either to somebody like Gazelle, uh, which is a kind of a recycling place, or someone on eBay or on Craigslist for a pretty good price. Um, I have My wife has had uh, an iPhone before, and we were able to sell her iPhone 4S um, for about $200 and basically pay for her new iPhone uh, through Gazelle. So it was really, really great. But I put my old, I had a first-generation iPad Mini. I was so excited about the iPad Mini, I, I bought the first gen, and uh, I got a black one, and it was, it was okay. Black was kind of weird now that I look at the space gray one, but black was kind of weird. And I um, kept it in really good condition. No scratches, no broken screen, nothing like that. And the, um, it was really good. And I was able to sell it on eBay uh, to a lady for $225. Um, and I had an accessory or two with it that wasn't going to fit the new iPad Mini. Because it's slightly bit thicker, but I wasn't worried about that. And I was able to sell it for $225. And it was really, really cool because I put it on eBay. And it was like 25 minutes later, it had already sold. So Apple devices, especially the, the hottest ones, the iPad mini is really hot uh, right now. It's very, very good device for, for kids. Um, it, 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 we'll, we'll get into that later. But the resale of Apple devices is really good. Um, I was able to pay for uh, over half of that and go back to and upgrade to the Retina iPad Mini. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, what is a Retina iPad Mini and why, what is the major difference between the Retina iPad and the, and the regular iPad? Well, if you were to go take a regular iPad into an Apple store and look at a Retina iPad and pull up, pull up some text, we'll talk about text in a minute, but pull up some text, pull up a website with a lot of text on it and zoom in, it, you will notice the difference immediately. Uh, pictures are a lot clearer. Uh, games, the graphics are a little bit better, well not necessarily better, but they're clearer, they they got better resolution. Everything's going to look better, but where the difference I see is text, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. I really like the size of the weight, the size and weight, excuse me, of the iPad Mini. Um, the size, it's a 7.9 inch screen versus the 9.7 inch screen for the iPad Air. Uh, I really do like the new iPad Air form factor, though. It looks a lot like a blown-up iPad Mini. It's got those thin bezels on the sides now, and it actually looks really, really good, and it feels really good. It's nice and thin and everything, and if I really liked the big iPad, I would, I would stick with the iPad Air, and in fact, everything I'm saying about the iPad Mini in this one, the Retina iPad Mini, could be talking about the iPad Air. So if you're in the market and you say, well, I really like the bigger iPad, you could apply everything I'm saying basically right now to the iPad Air. Okay. So the iPad mini, uh, the regular version goes for $299. They dropped it from $329 to $299. And that was the version that I sold on eBay. Well, the new version goes for $399 for the retina iPad mini. And that's the lowest 16 gigabyte version. And I'll explain to you about storage and 16, well, I only needed 16 gigabytes later. But um, the retina screen versus the regular screen. Now here's some, here's some numbers for you. and then I, I don't want to get too technical with you because I know some of you are like rolling your eyes and go, "What in the world Chad? Please don't throw a bunch of numbers at us, but this is important to, to realize. If you think of a, of your HDTV at home, okay? Your HDTV at home is it has a resolution of 1920 by 1080. That's where the 1080p number comes from. Okay? So it's 1920 by 1080 that is full that is considered full HD. Okay. the iPad 2 and the regular iPad mini were 1024 by 768. Okay, so basically just cut that in half, you know, cut it by by 40 percent, 40, 45 percent. Okay. the resolution resolution means it's got more pixels. uh, It's got more density for to let you see stuff more clear, uh, clearer to let you see it clearer. The, uh, the pixels per square inch for the iPad Air are 264. That's really good. That's a retina screen. But the highest one of any device of its kind in the 7-inch range goes to the iPad mini with retina display, 326 pixels per square inch. Now, you're, you're shoving a lot of pixels in a small screen. It's going to be very, very clear. It's going to be smaller, but it's going to be clear. Okay? If somebody was to come up to me today and ask me and I had, I had a lot of parents actually ask me this, excuse me I had a lot of parents actually ask me this at Christmas time and say, "Should I get my kid the new iPad or just or just get him a regular iPad mini?" And I would just tell them, "Look, just, just get them the regular iPad mini. One, because their eyes are, are young and they can stare at screens and they're not gonna, they can read tiny type and everything like that And two, they're going to be mostly playing games anyway. And, and games, yeah, they look better on the Retina iPad, um, but I don't play a lot of games, and I don't imagine that uh, a lot of you play a ton of games, um, and I don't imagine that that's what your primary purpose for buying an iPad is, if you're in ministry, is to play games. Um, games are going to look good on those anyway, uh, whether it's a Retina iPad or not, it's gonna, they're going to look good on it. But where the difference really comes is text, Uh, When you're reading text, whether you're on the iBooks app or on the Kindle app or whether you're on one of your note taking apps and you're looking at your own notes or whether you're looking at a PDF, excuse me, whether you're looking at a PDF that you've transcribed or scanned or something like that and it's on that retina screen, you're going to notice an immediate difference in the clarity of the text, the way that you can just glance at it and look back up. Like, for instance, I'm looking at my notes right here for this, this show, the outline that I made for this show, and it's on, I'll get into this app later, but it's on editorial here for iPad, and it is in a relatively small font size, but I can glance down and look at it just like I do when I'm preaching and teaching. I can glance down and look at it and say, oh, that's that's where I'm at. That's what I need to be doing and I can look back up, and I can read that, that text clearly. And that, to me, is hugely important. Uh, hugely important for preaching, for teaching, for reading. Um, I know that that's three things that preachers and teachers and youth ministers do a lot. Uh, I know that. So it's very important. So if anybody was to come up to me and say, you know, if, if a youth minister or minister was to come up to me and say, what would you recommend? The only argument to me would be big iPad or small iPad. That's the only argument to me. Um, The argument is not Retina screen or not. I would say wholeheartedly get a Retina screen. Uh, I would say do not buy if you're going to be reading and teaching and preaching. Do not buy an iPad two. Do not buy a first generation iPad Mini. Buy an iPad Mini Retina or an iPad three or above. In fact, go to the iPad four because the I'm sorry the iPad Air. Because the screen just looks, the screen is much better. They've improved the quality of the screens, not just the quality, but the resolution of the screens, ever since. And that iPad Air is actually very, very nice. Um, a close runner-up, if you're an Android person, uh, a close runner-up, and in fact, it's a, it's a, de- it's almost a dead heat. And in, in some cases, it's a uh, Android to me has the advantage. I wrote about this on on, uh, on my blog. Uh, last week or this week I believe uh, on an article called The Long Road with iOS and I'm, I'm, t- I'm kind of fed up with iOS I wish they'd do some things with iOS but that's that's not for this podcast right now but if you're an Android person and I love Android especially the newest versions of Android if you're an Android person the Nexus 7 is an excellent uh, dead heat replacement for the iPad mini with retina display in fact they're so close um the the Nexus Seven has a 1920 by 1080 resolution. It's full HD. It's the same resolution as your television, your HD television at home. It's a it's way cheaper. It, it's way cheaper. It's got great build quality. It's not made of cheap materials. It's got great build quality, great looking screen. It's a little bit longer. It's a lot longer and skinnier almost than the iPad Mini. Uh, so you don't get as much text running across the screen in portrait mode, but that's okay. Um, it has 320. 323 pixels per square inch, which is just, if you listen to the podcast earlier, that's just three pixels short of the 326 pixels per square inch for the Retina iPad mini. So the Nexus seven and the Retina iPad mini are in specs are in a dead heat. Now for operating systems, obviously they're totally, totally different. Um, Android is going to have some different looking apps. Um, Evernote for Android looks a little bit different than Evernote for iOS. Uh, Simple Note, and we can talk about all these apps in future podcasts, but Simple Note for uh, Android looks almost the exact same as uh, its iOS counterpart counterpart does. It's really, really great. It's a great app to use. Um, The Amazon Kindle Fire HDX is a very nice, well-built device, um, and it has a nice price. Uh, it's like 379, and and it's, you know, it's it's as big as an iPad Air. It's got a better screen than the iPad Air in a little bit of a few areas, but you're going to pay for that because the UI, uh, the the user interface on that is a really quirky version of Android. It's got a weird Amazon Android skin on it. Uh, I could really only recommend the the Kindle Fire HDX for for reading. Uh, I, I wouldn't use it to present with. Um, just because the UI is so kind of wonky. And some app compatibility it suffers there. You'll get on the uh, Google Play Store and you won't be able to download an app because it's not compatible with that Android uh, that Android skin, that, in, that weird Android skin that they got on there. So be wary of that. Um, back to the iPad Mini. Let's talk about storage for just a second. Um, I only got a 16 gigabyte, and it's not because I'm cheap. It's because I think that less is more. I can do more... Uh, with less. I don't have to have a 64 gigabyte version of the the app because I'm uh, a version of the iPad because I'm not going to use that. Um, I primarily use cloud storage to store some things. I use Google Drive to store some things as a backup and then I'll use, I've even got 50 gigabytes of cloud storage on Box, Box Box.net. But I primarily use Dropbox and uh, a lot of you, uh, in fact, probably most of you um, have Dropbox and utilize Dropbox. I've had Dropbox for a long time. I've had it since 2008. Uh, it is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal service. I can use it across multiple computers, across multiple platforms. I can share folders. I can share files. I can make a public download link for anybody, uh, that needs to download something that's too, like too big to email. It's very, very, uh, useful. And, um, I use Dropbox for those things. I use the Boxy app. It's called B O X I E, Boxy App for iPhone. It's free. And it's a it's actually a superior to the Dropbox app. Dropbox should just buy Boxy in my opinion and incorporate that as their app. But I use that app to navigate my Dropbox on my iPhone when I need to pull up uh, different things. I keep uh, PDFs, I keep uh, documents, I keep markdown. Documents, I keep um, text files, which are markdown documents. I keep all those different things in Dropbox. And basically, if I was to throw my computer out the window, I would still be able to access all my Dropbox files on my devices, but I could buy a new computer, uh, load up Dropbox, and poof, all my files are just there, ready to go, lickety split. And uh, it's a really great service. If you haven't used Dropbox before, you need to let me know and I'll send you an invite and that way we can both get um, half a gig more of free space. So, but Dropbox is great. I don't necessarily use Dropbox on my iPad mini. It's not because I don't like the app. It's just because I don't have the need to navigate on my Dropbox very much from my iPad because I use apps for that. There's a lot of writing apps. There's a lot of different uh, plain text apps And I'll, we'll talk about plain text in a future episode and I'll explain to you why I use plain text and not like Word documents or Office or pages or anything like that. But I use, I write in plain text and I write in Markdown and if you don't know what Markdown is, it's a, it's a way of formatting your plain text to make it look like it's bold and italics and got headlines and different things like that. And I can put a link to that in the show notes, but, um, the app I use, the writing app I use to either take notes or write or do some writing on my iPad is called Editorial. And Editorial for iPad is $4.99. Uh, it is the best writing app, best-looking writing app. Uh, the fonts look tremendously great on this, on this uh, app. Uh, the, the developers took a lot of time to add a ton of features in this app. And there are a ton of super geeky stuff that you can do. You can do all sorts of super geeky stuff. But then again, you don't ever have to use any of that, which is what I do. I don't ever use any of that. I use the Markdown preview, and I use, I'm just able to just write in it, and it is wonderful. Um, I use Markdown, like I said, in plain text, and I write all of my stuff in editorial. What I can do is I can compose documents, text files, On my computer, I can use um, lots of different Mac apps for that. And we'll talk about when we talk about the plain text show, when we have a plain text show, um, we're going to talk about that. And we'll probably have that plain text show here uh, sooner rather than later. But um, when I use plain text, I I write it in Byword or I write it on every computer. Every computer known to man comes with a text editor, a regular text editor. You can use Notepad on PC, you can use Text Edit on Mac. Uh, But you can also buy some really great um, plain text apps like uh, Sublime Text. Uh, You can use coding apps on on the Mac. But I use a Mac app called ByWord, and it's actually really great, and it has a really great font. It's distraction-free writing, and I can write my lessons and sermons and points and bullet points and do my outlines and everything like that in there, and it's wonderful. So all I have to do is when I compose my document, I hit Command-S, Save, to the appropriate Dropbox folder, which I have already stored in Editorial, open up Editorial and boom, it's there and it's ready for me to look at. I formatted it already through um, Markdown and the file is self-contained right there and it's wonderful because it's in plain text and I can basically transport that text anywhere that I want to. And the great thing about it is, is editorial allows you to edit on the fly. So if I edit, if I bring that up and I'm out and about and I say, man, you know, I really wanted to add this point in there. I'm sitting at a coffee shop before a presentation or something or a class at Wednesday night church or something like that. I can actually pull that up and really edit the document right there and it syncs back to Dropbox. Absolutely wonderful way to do that. That's my writing. um, That's basically my writing um, workflow. That's my writing workflow. So what has changed my way of doing things, especially in the last six months, is the Retina iPad mini and editorial for iPad. Two things I don't know. I would have to find a, I could find some replacements for editorial, but without the Retina iPad, uh, I would still be stuck without the, with the normal size iPad. And when we're talking about resolution, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any younger. My eyes, my eyes aren't getting any younger. And uh, it was getting a little difficult for me to see text on that uh, lower resolution iPad screen uh, just by glancing down while I was preaching. It was getting a little bit hard. And um, the world of difference between the Retina iPad and the uh, regular iPad is unbelievable. Highly recommend the Retina iPad for any kind of preaching, teaching, or anything like that, whether that's a Retina iPad Air or a Retina iPad Mini. Uh, They're both very, very wonderful the small size of the the iPad I talked about earlier, it's just wonderful. Fits in your hand very nicely. Fits in a bag. Fits in my back pocket sometimes, which I wouldn't recommend, but it still does. It's small enough to do that, and it's uh, about the size of a regular like a thin line Bible, like an eight eight and eight inch Bible. So it's really our five five and a half inch Bible. So it's really really nice, and I really really love it. The next episode, we're going to talk about some cases. We're going to talk about some different things for the iPad Mini. We're going to have a few different shows. Uh, on the iPad Mini because so many people really want to know about it. So many people really want to get into it and jump into it. They just don't know exactly what to do or what to use. So we're going to talk about that um, in the next few shows. But I want you to go to my website. I want you to find all my show notes here for this show at slash mb. And uh, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes as soon as that is up. That should be up here momentarily, if not by the time that this show records. And I want you to email me directly. If you can't get either one of those or you don't want to go on the Internet or anything like that, just email me directly at chadlandman, C-H-A-D dot L-A-N-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. chad.landman at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I thank you so much for listening. And it's been my pleasure to present this first episode to you. We're going to be talking about the iPad mini next week. Again, we're going to be talking about more different stuff, and I want to hear from you. Thanks so much. Y'all have a nice week.